I did not bring a swimsuit this time. I will volunteer a gunner's swimsuit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've got a couple. I love that Friends episode where Joey borrows Chandler's outfits and Chandler's like, you're getting your, you don't wear underwear, you're getting all your juices on my clothes. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I am not, I don't have juices. And they are having this, this back and forth and one day um, Chandler comes in and Joey's wearing all of his clothes. Every one of them. Okay. All of his pants, all of his shirts, and then he's working out in them. And doing, uh-huh. he's like, here I am doing I'm doing lunges back and forth and mm-hmm. getting it all juicy. So I was talking to Gwen, and she says that it's a great podcast, but it doesn't feel very structured to her. Mm-hmm. That dang Jay. It isn't terrible. She structure. isn't a Jay, is she? Gwen? Gwen's not a Jay. Well, she's, she felt like a Jay to me when she said that. I said I'd try and be a little bit more structured next one I something I presented. So, I, you know what? I think she's out of it. I think she Gwen, is too. Gwen, you're you you are not so, right. Because look at this. Every instances. single one has been pretty much the same. There's a couple things that we've kind of played with and toyed with changing, mm-hmm. but they're they're pretty in line with it. At the very beginning, we have a little bit of nonsense going on, and then we go straight into the cold. We stop for a moment, and we heard maybe a words from Ronaldo, maybe something like that. We always do the good, the bad, and the culty. And then after that, we do building a cult, and then we add in any of the other sections. Yeah. Yeah. So it's we're pretty structured. Yeah. I mean, who does she think she is? I don't. <laughs> I, I'm just trying. I think she thinks she's my sister. Okay. Yeah. But I've got news for her. I have other sisters. <laughs> That's right. Yep. My. I've got you five know what, more. Want to know what my <laughs> wife said about it? What did she say? She said. No, she didn't say that. <laughs> I looked at Thor's face. I can't say the F word in front of him. <laughs> Thanks. I, you know, my ears kind of block that out. Welcome to another episode of Mom, I Joined a Cult, the only podcast about cults by an actual cult. Listen as we examine other cults, discuss what they did right and what they did wrong, and then build our own cult from the ground up. And now your hosts, Gunner, Dawn, Thor, and Nathan. I think it's time to start our... Do you think we should yeah. start it? Maybe, maybe we need to give like an intro to what we're talking about right now. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, this is the third time. <laughs> I am planning I think, on doing this five more times. Okay. I think we need to get it out there, though. We need to say, okay, so we talked about this cult several times. This was actually our originally our second episode, okay? But something happened to it. I don't know. Uh, well, and we didn't like it the way we did the first time. And we lost that, too. And it's just been something crazy is going on with this cult. I'm sick and tired of it. I really am. I think Manson's spirit is erasing it. So hopefully, having done this three times, we actually present this cult in a better light. Um, something that you guys might enjoy. So, today, we are talking about the Manson family. Yes. 
This is one of the best quotes. Now, Nathan's the only one excited about I, this. Thor I, was said, oh shoot. And Don groaned when we were upstairs. I was like, this like oh, that's what we're doing. I'm so upset. This, it, first of all, it's it's actually a cult that I knew a little bit about. And that that's, there are very few cults that I actually knew a little bit about before, you know, before I had to study this it. This cult has it all, though. It, has oh, it does. A whole bunch. I, the whole premise is so stupid. No, the, it has the a soundtrack. Is <laughs> it has a soundtrack. It has girls. It has dune buggies. It has the end of the world. Yeah. It has racism. Yeah, racism. Actually, murder. I about, okay, racism, murder. Or maybe those are bad. Are, we, points. are these things that are rad and we want in this? I, <laughs> anyway, I'm just oh, saying. You were just listing. It has. Stuff? I was listing all listing all the good things. Oh, uh, uh, all right. Well, we'll get well, to that. Let's, okay. Let's. Most things that you watch about the Manson family, and definitely get out there. You can see, uh, learn about learn about this family, learn about Charles Manson. But ninety nine percent of it is all going to be on the murders. It's not going to have very much on anything else. Those murders, like iconic in a bad way, it almost signaled the end of the hippie era. Yeah, well, I've, yeah. I've heard that a lot, where they say <laughs> that that was the one event. That was the end of the end of the hippie era. That, yeah. That's when hippies actually started being more more like it was a dirty thing. It was a bad thing at yeah. that point. Before that, it was like eh, we can tolerate these kids doing whatever they're doing. But after that, it was like um, hippies are bad, and it, people were afraid of them because hippies were the mm -hmm. ones that were going around murdering. It was massive in the news. It was it was the one of the biggest things. Big enough so that I actually know a little bit about it. Let's go into Manson's early life because I think this says a lot about where he came from and and why he turned out the way he did. I don't know why a lot of these other cult members or cult leaders did turn out the way they did, but for him I can see see what happened. Yeah, the writing is kind of on the wall. It is. It I, definitely is. I think that the way you're explaining this is going to make Gwen very happy. Is it? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Gwen, this is for you. Charles Manson's father. He was a colonel. Col <laughs> Some of them, he was a colonel. I, whenever I read the word colonel, I, colonel, it's... It's dumb, okay? Just so you guys know, right. whoever spelled that one out and pronounces it colonel and spells it colonel, stupid, okay? I don't care. I don't care what you say. I, I actually, I, I agree with you. Okay, it's, thank you. It's not spelled the right way. It is not spelled the right way. Who, who on earth would think that that's the right way? Is it French? Kentucky, I, like Kentucky Fried uh, Chicken, Colonel Sanders. Colonel, it's Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders. I, I bet it'd be French. I, I, I have. It sounds like it would. Be. We should ask your dad. Right. Yep, so, we should ask your. Sorry, we're gonna go off topic for a moment. The first time I did this, I kept on telling everybody Colonel, and and no one understood what I was saying for the longest time while I was presenting it on the first first time we presented it, and we they finally figured out. Are you trying to say Colonel? <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? It's colonel. No, that's colonel. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway. anyway, we turned it into one of our uh, one of the degrees of uh, you know we have what zealot, acolyte, and then colonel. Yeah, zealot, mm -hmm. acolyte, colonel. We all, it's colonel. Yeah, it, we all inspire to be colonels now. Yeah. yeah. So his father, his last name was 
colonel. Um, and so he was a con artist. We'll just say it like that. His mother was a prostitute as well. He he was off to like just a bad start. Not well, that his mom was only sixteen years old. She he was born without a name, and on his birth certificate, like he was called No Name Maddox. No Name Maddox. That's not a good start to your life. Later on, it's, uh, it started to be calling her Charles. Maddox is his mother's maiden name. So after you know his mom leaves him with multiple babysitters and things like that, she's not around. Not having a parent around is you know not a good thing. We're gonna go into just his kind of his criminal record. He had some early on cr criminal records as early as um, brushes with the law. Brushes with the law. Fourteen or something like that. Was it twelve? I wasn't fourteen. I thought it was twelve. It's been a while. He went to a boys' school. Going to the boys a boys' school does that ever work out great? A lot of I think it does. Like in depends on how structured it is and what the boys' school was about like, and stuff. If it's like a boys' school for reforming kids, I don't think it does. But I think in England where it, you go to the a school, yeah, in England it was pretty popular. Yeah, yeah. I, I like three of the or two of the band members of Genesis were in a boys' school, so so it can't be that bad, right? Yeah. It's, <laughs> anyway he was young 12 13 14 years old he got into trouble it was petty stealing and then he got sent to a boys school and in the boys school this is like adding to the fact that he was neglected and all that kind of stuff he was forced into rape forced to forced to buy some of the leaders in there to he, he was forced he was raped or he was he raped was, and then he was forced i think to, to do participate thing, to participate in it, in it mm -hmm. as well yeah sure. that would mess a kid up Heck, for that sure would mess me up. and and later on he you know because of these things he started acting out and went to prison several times and one of them was for raping a, a, a boy raping a, and he started going doing things like that and he's like um, steal a car, steal a car, but there were also more accounts of you know rape and stuff in there. So, but he changed. He turned over a new leaf in prison, though, right? Are you saying that? No. Yeah, he did. He learned okay. the guitar. Oh, okay. You know, no, that's he, not, okay. <laughs> he, did. he turned his life I mean, around. He he, <laughs> he did. I think was he was still rapey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Anyway, so what I'm saying is that I can see where he came from. Not to excuse anything that you've done but i can see where it came from yeah and it's, it's not a good thing I mean, from birth so he he had really everything against him from yeah. birth not having a, a family as close-knit a mother that cared about him or a father figure a father figure he just and then growing up institutionalized like that his mom know? sold him for a pint of beer once Yep, that's, that's pretty tough. <laughs> so over in Pine of Beer, his one of Manson's wives, he actually was pimping out. She was a prostitute. Um, we're gonna fast forward the summer of love, nineteen sixty nine. No, I don't know nineteen sixty nine. <laughs> uh, this they call it like the summer of love, the um, the era, the, the the hippies, that that whole mentality. Thor, I really, I really want to break into a Beach Boys song oh, okay, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice if we were older? Okay, sorry. Yeah. The Beach Boys are actually part of this story. I know. That's why I wanted to bring them up. <laughs> so, <laughs> set the stage. We're going to set the stage. It's the hippie era. 
someone assassinates Bobby Kennedy. And Bobby Kennedy was kind of a... He's like the breath of fresh air. He's going to bring change to the younger, for the younger generation and, you know, bring, bring this whole love and, you know, bind the world together. Okay, that's the whole idea. He was a changing force. And remember, he was the brother to the former president. Exactly. And, uh, and he had a lot of political power. He was going to run for president himself, I think. And that's, well, I think he was on the run for president when he was shot, right? When he was shot. So he gets assassinated. And it kind of sets the stage like a lot of these people, this group, hippies, whatever, were kind of disillusioned with everything at that point. They started forming their little communities even more so. And Manson jumped on board with this. Well, he was just out of the prison Just out of system. prison, yeah. And he had learned guitar. Mm-hmm. Have you heard any of his, any of his music? There's it one song but... he wrote that the Beach Boys took and ran with. They, but... they changed it. It was called... Uh, that little old lady I killed in Pasadena. So it's called <laughs> the... <laughs> cease it's to live. Cease to live. Yeah, cease no, to live. cease to exit? Oh, cease Ex- to exist. exist. Cease yeah. to exist, and, and then, then they changed it to ceased, cease to resist. Well, no, they changed it to never learn not to love. No, there we go. That's the one. Okay. <laughs> that was way off. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you can hear the, diff- the similarities, this is the original one. This is his voice. This is him. This is Charles, Charles Manson singing this. Give up your world. Come on, you can be. Okay, so that's that's he, his. He was no Stephen Steele's. Now he, here's, <laughs> I think here's he a Beach hurt. Boys rendition of it. Just I don't want to get off. So this is a Beach Boys one. Obviously, the same song. So, we kind of jumped ahead a little bit in here, going to the Beach Boys on that one, but we'll get into how they met in just a moment or them meeting. So, you have this this era. All these people are there, they're kind of looking for a home, looking for a meaning in life. You know, looking for free love. It was the free love era. Like, honestly, it was like. So, if you've ever seen. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, that ranch, the ranch that Brad Pitt drives into where he has the girl that's trying to, like, prostitute herself to him, that ranch is the exact ranch that Charles Manson and his family and all the all the, this, Manson, the family. Manson family and all them lived at. This is a they movie kind of set, took over. Right? This, is, this is an old movie set, an old Western movie yeah, set. They called it Spawn Ranch. Yeah. They were done with Westerns. Westerns were massive in the 50s, 60s. But uh, by the time that, you know, they came around and um, Manson came over, it was, yeah, they were dying out to the point where they weren't even using it. So so they they kind of set up base camp there. You know, they, they started bringing in people and people loved this free love. Manson, he knew um, how to talk to people. I'd say he knew how to talk to people that were troubled people that were looking i'd say if i walked in there i don't know if i'd buy his shit <laughs> well yeah he was so he's older than his the people who were his groupies and was kind of like a father figure that did have some street smarts these kids had come from 
you know, the Midwest and different places around the country and hadn't seen this brand of, of, or, or a kind of person who could use other people before. And they were just ripe for the picking. And he was there to, to do that, to kind of take advantage of their naivety. He said himself as that he only told them what they wanted to hear about themselves. So that's one story told was a, a girl had a problem where she would grow hair all over her body, like long hair, darker hair. Mm-hmm. And uh, she all felt so self-conscious about it and like felt ugly. And he saw her at the party and like or the, someone invited her over to, a, you know, a, Manson came up to her hugged her said we're so glad that you're here pulled her into a room and said and told her i want you to take off all your clothes and look at yourself in this mirror and see how beautiful you are and she walked out of the room and she was she was with him the rest of the time you know was he knew what to say he probably said it better than me or he was more charismatic never gotten my clothes off there gunner i'm sorry (laughs) i by the end of this episode, Thor's clothes will be on the I've ground. I've never been so turned on. <laughs> but I'm not trying to manipulate anyone. I would never do something. I mean, yeah. But if you're at home and want to take your clothes off while you listen to the rest of this. Join us. <laughs> you, you are free to do that. So, like, that gives you an idea of, of who he is. And, and he gained a following. People are looking up to him, not just looking up to him like... Looking up to him, it's like, like I said, it's a sex fest there. We'll say sex fest. He had because, several hundred followers yeah. at one time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Over a hundred. He, he had a lot. Like, this was, it was a big thing. And he started actually prostituting them out. And it was all in the name of free love. It was like a sexual revolution. It was, it was freeing them sexually. That was the excuse that some of the, the women, the women used. Um. <laughs> and he used that for power. So if someone would come over and he wanted them to be part of the group or he wanted something from them, he would have the girls kind of seduce him, mm-hmm. and then use that use that as as bait to oh. get them to do stuff. Yeah, it, it, yeah. That's that's how. Beach Boys got involved. Let's also point out that there was just a massive amount of drugs going on as well. Drugs were involved with this. And when you combine manipulation with drugs, it's a combo that works. Why do you think the government does it? (laughs) 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 I did it in the 60s or whatever. Um, In the 60s? Yeah, they did it during World War II. What? They used used drugs. Like LSD, I don't know if it was LSD, but like they gave them those those hard LSD drugs or whatever they were for combat. Yeah, they gave them amphetamines, amphetamines, yep, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. the The problem with get, giving them LSD in combat is they start shooting at things that no one else can I think see. They gave them it wasn't. Amphetamines. I don't know if it was amphetamines. Yeah, amphetamines. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> I can just see I don't that. know my drugs. Don't you so. see that monster? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So Dennis Wilson from the Beach Boys meets Charles Manson. L- loves him. He's just like, man, this guy's great. Because he has the drugs. He has and the girls. He has and the drugs and the buggies and a ranch. The uh, they were hitchhiking or something. He picked him up and brought him home. And, and they told him about Charles Manson. And then he invited him over. They actually kind of 
trash this place. Later on, Dennis Wilson like calls up his manager and he's like, "Hey, I've got these people staying at my house. I'm I'm leaving. I'm I'm, I'm moving out." Can you grab my stuff? He's like, yeah, sure. So then the next day, like, they brought a movie man, just moved everything out. But they, they trashed the place. Like, it got pretty bad. Not before they'd been there for, like, a couple weeks. Yeah. Well, he was out on tour. He just yeah. left. So Dennis Wilson, anyway, he he invites a producer down to take a look at Charles Manson. He says, hey, come on down. Take a, take a listen to this guy. He's just awesome. The producer comes down and is like, I don't know what to do with this guy. Yeah, he's he's got some talent. He's got he's got talent and that he could possibly use it, but he he really didn't know what to do with him. And he had also some issues with listening to the studio, you know, listening yeah. to the executives. He wouldn't take creative direction. Creative direction. That's what they call it when they tell you what you need to do something. But you need to do that. Like, if you want the studio to help you out, you're going to have to listen to that. Especially when you literally are a no-name, no-name Manson. Yeah, you can't throw your weight around when you don't have any. That's kind of the Beach Boys. He doesn't do too much with them. This is where Manson kind of gets a little upset. So he was already pushing the idea that there was a going to be a revolution, um, kind of the, the Blacks. The blacks? Is that a bad... Am I racist when I say that? No, I don't think so. Okay. Nope. Uh, you can say African-American. I can I still say that? To. Or are people upset about that one? I don't know. I, there was a while I, when... Black, black for a while, was kind of... Black Lives Matter. But, that, but now okay. it is. Now, now it's, it's cool. Why, no, don't, why don't people... Someone make up their mind? Damn it. This is so annoying. Yeah. How well, do I be... I'm going to take it out, okay? We're not taking this... We're not leaving this rant in, but... How the hell can you say that, oh, that's a bad thing, and then, oh, no, that's a good thing now, and this other thing is bad that you've been calling us now? Because make up your damn mind. I want to call you. I'll call you whatever you want me to call you. I'll call you sir. You're pretty upset for a cracker. I'm... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Pretty damn upset. Punky. I, I really want to leave that in. You know. <laughs> um, I remember down in Costa Rica when people were mad at us. They called us Yankees. You Yankees! That's what they'd say. So, and I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won the Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> so Charles Manson had these ideas. And this is kind of like their belief system. Some of his followers thought that he was Christ, basically. You know, We'll just say a messiah. A messiah. There we go. Thank you. A messiah. And he, he told them that, that he was during one of their drug trips. That works. Drugs. His big thing was blacks were going to take over the world. They were going to kill all white people. And that they were so dumb, they would not be able to govern themselves and would not be able to support themselves. So they'd all die off. And because of that, he was going to be the only white person left. And that he was going to rule them and show them how to plant and how to grow and how to do all these things. Just that the whole idea that they're that dumb, it's like, they're not even that. It's just like, it's so... Are, are you saying there's holes in this argument of his? Do I have to say that? Okay, I don't even have to say that there's holes in there. Extremely racist and condescending. Um, so, yes. very racist, very condescending. And he gets upset that 
basically that he got rejected by the label and that he wasn't going to do his his thing. And so he started going a little crazy. Do we want to get into the Beatles? Is that important at this point? I would like to sing that song. Okay. So <laughs> Helter Skelter, when the White Album came out, this was massive for his group. Like the people, uh, it was massive for the world, actually. It was huge. But for his group in particular, they would sit there for hours, listen to it. He'd play it forwards, backwards, sideways if he could. And... and he thought that the Beatles were sending him a message sending him personally a message the whole white album that was their uh, book of revelations I guess and Hilda Skelter um, he thought that that was saying that the starting the black revolution where they were going to start killing everyone and it didn't happen do you really want me to love you yeah I'm coming down fast, but I'm miles above you. This is our musical Help interlude. <laughs> I don't know the words. No, I don't know the words very well to this song. Ah, it's a great song. Okay. So, and how dare he take that? How dare he take that? He didn't. Name? No. Remember, who took it back, Nathan? Bono. YouTube. Bono. Yeah. YouTube. YouTube took it back. Yeah. Yeah. Took it back. Yeah. Or yeah. Bono from YouTube. Yeah. YouTube. 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 Not YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> Sure so he, this is just a massive thing. And like, of course, um, it wasn't happening. And and he was just rejected uh, by the label. So he decided, you know what? I'm going to make this race war happen. That is seriously that happens so much is when people, uh, these cults have prophecies and then they uh, end of the world prophecies and then they start trying to actively uh, right. make it happen. It's like, well, it's not happening as fast as I want to, so let's speed things along, boys. He decided to, and definitely, if you're interested in the Manson, there's so many things. There might be more videos on the Manson family than any other cult. It was it was massive, and we're not giving you a full history or full anything. We're just kind of touching base on on what happened here. Manson, he decided he's going to. I don't want to get into the murders, guys. Well, I, I don't want to get into it. Is it necessary? He ordered some people to go and kill other people to start this race war. Well, we kind of set the stage with that uh, with that producer, and, and and that's one of the people he was targeting when he killed Roman Polanski and Sharon Tate. Because and so was, yeah, he thought they were that, staying at his house. Yeah, that house that he had stayed at before was eventually purchased by by Roman Polanski or rented by Roman Polanski, and he's like thinking of revenge and he thinks of that house first like okay it's that house that i stayed at let's go back and get Mm -hmm. that producer and they're exacting this revenge on an address not even a real person he just remembers that this is where they stayed they go and commit those exclusive murders it's it's crazy like it honestly is in listening to their firsthand like the trial when they're going through the trial and listening to the the girls and the guy that that do the uh, the murders, we're getting them saying what happened, and just them saying what they did, and the way that Sharon Tate re- reacted, like her crying and saying, "You know, please, I have a baby or whatever it is," and and the girl says, "No, I I said I didn't care about her. I didn't care about her baby. She was going to die, and she needed to to come to grips with that." You know, paraphrasing exactly what she said, but that's. That's what it was like. It's like, and then you know the guys that sh- shot some other kid. 
that was pulling up that was selling something and uh and they buy the guy he's like yeah the kid was just crying kept on crying saying don't shoot me don't shoot me i'll leave and not tell you anything and he's like i i don't care boom 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 you know this is them telling hey this is what happened there was no remorse at the time like they believed more than anything they were doing the right thing they were told to to do it and they just it wasn't questioning Mm -hmm. it was just okay we'll do it Anyway, they get captured. Uh, the reason why they get captured is when they do their their last night of murders. So this wasn't their only murder. This they, wasn't their only. They were murdering. They picked another address, and they were going to commit some murders there. What happened was they used the blood of one of their victims and wrote Helta Skelter on the refrigerator. Also, one of the... Uh, one of the per- people that did the murders got put into jail for something else and um, started confessing it to one of her cellmates saying, hey, this, uh, I did this, I did this and this. They got them from that as well. Is in I feel bad about it? Or no, no. Be afraid bragging. of me. No, it's like, bragging. it's a bragging. It's bragging about it. The text, the guy, the, the guy that was involved with it, he came in and he's like slaps down the newspaper the next day and says, this is me. I did this, you know, with the murder. It's like all excited. No one actually got the death penalty, right? They did. They all got the death penalty. Okay. But at the time, they deemed death penalty to be um, illegal. illegal. Afterward. Afterwards. Afterwards. Yeah. And so, so they changed it to a life sentence. Yeah, okay. And recently, there was one person left. One of the girls left up in parole. The others had died. Manson was in prison till 2017. And that's when he died. But recently, there was one one girl left. I forget who it was. She was up for parole, and I don't know if she got. I don't think time. she did. She didn't. But yeah. I think there was one of the girls that was a little bit less involved. Like she didn't commit the murder. She was out in the car at the time. Mm-hmm. That actually did get out eventually, and she's leaving, living uh, or leading a life um, out there. People. Find find her and we'll post it online. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's trying to live a normal life and yeah. trying to get over all this stuff that happened. Hippie and drugs and a really bad childhood of being uh, sexually and emotionally and physically, physically abused. abused. Mm-hmm. All he had it all, and uh, that will really mess you up. Having that stuff happen, your your brain develops poorly after that, and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't have the good stuff. He didn't have the nice cult to, to guide him. The good, the bad, and the culty. And now we discuss what this week's cult did right and where they went wrong. Wow, the good. Well, the good thing is... You know, when they had, well, they had this ranch mm-hmm. that was their, basically their playground. They could do whatever they wanted. They were doing drugs and sex and had dune buggies and, um, so, that's, so which part of this is good? You're saying the I, drugs I, and the sex? All of it's kind of good. <laughs> okay. So no, but because you, when you put it all together <laughs> in the combo, maybe <laughs> one thing at a time, Nathan, first off, let's, let's remove one of these things. Okay. The free sex, free love and sex. It's 
Like, have you ever been in a, in a relationship like that? It just never is really good. It's fun at the time, but then it just messes so many things up. I think it's hard to have a lasting relationship like that. Yeah. Um, Nathan, I don't think I'm you'd just be happy. I said love. Okay. I didn't say sex. Yeah, free hugs. Well, that's free what they hugs. call it. Free love. It's free love. It was... It was... So, so free hugs. <laughs> free hugs. Do we need to get a shirt that says that? Free hugs? Free hugs. Yeah. The nice free goal. hugs and aspirin. Free love. <laughs> free hugs <laughs> optional. <laughs> um, you know, I, uh, I, I think there were some attractive things about that idea. Like the... You know, I, I like the ranch. I like the dune buggies. I like the dune buggies. Mm-hmm. The good thing about hippies is they were searching for something. Uh, they, were, they weren't just accepting at face value society norms. Mm-hmm. And it's good to examine yeah. things every once in a while mm-hmm. and, and see where you are and see what's going on. I feel like hippies were a bunch of artisans and idealists <laughs> that, that were just... <laughs> is that what we are? Yeah, we are. They were dissuaded or disillusioned by the world. The world had, it's just like it, nothing good's happening. We're going to move away from society. I, I like that notion, though. I think that. The I know I, you do. You're an idealist. <laughs> the notion of, you know, that you should challenge challenge what's going on right now that you should shouldn't have to put up with just the answers that our forefathers have have uh, offered what i don't like though this is this is my little rant is i don't like the blindly challenging without any thought into it i hate the i'm rebelling to rebel and not okay. I've got a good reason. I thought this through. This is why I'm not doing this. Okay. And just uh, instead of mm-hmm. the, you know, uh, I don't like authority figures, and I, I don't like my parents. So everything they said, I'm going to go against the other way. That's I, what I hate. It's just it's mm-hmm. just mindless rebellion. It's like I I agree with you, Thor. So anyway, but I I'm not going to be a hippie. I just can't going be a back hippie to hippies. because my hips don't look. Your hips are too small. Yeah, I think Your I'd be more of a short. I think I'd be more of a shouldery. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't know. I just I like it clean. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> well, because uh, they're so dirty. I I bet we're going to be cutting out. We're going to cut five or ten minutes. We're going to cut a lot of that out. Oh man, the, I want to leave it in though. So bad. Line is I, the, so the bad. This is gonna come on our unedited version. We're gonna have the hippie rant. The hippie hippie. Sorry for all you hippies out there. You probably smell good, but you're but you don't smell good. You smell bad. Okay. That the I don't know those natural oils. Those natural. Have you ever used smells. those? There. I've used some of them. Have you used the crystal deodorant? I have, and uh-huh. it doesn't really work. It doesn't well. work, does no, it? No, Not even no. A bit. it makes your stench worse. And they say, they say, if you use it enough, it works. But the problem is, I can't use it enough. <laughs> but I, I like, I'd have to be out in, you know, in in the wilderness for, uh, you know, six months or something, uh, away from people. Yeah, to, for it to maybe finally work, and I doubt it does work. Finally, I, it's not worth it. I worked at a health food store when those things came out. Or, or they had come, been out for a long time. But I worked at a health food store, and they we had them. And 
I talked with the guy and he says, yeah, it's all natural. And he was t touting it. So I bought one. It was like $23 or something. It was way out of my price range that you'd spend on deodorant. And I used it, you know, take a shower and get out and then use it and then uh, go about my day. And it always, I'd s s sweat and it kind of stunk. And so the next, next time the guy came in, I asked him about it. And he's like, well, you just need to use it right after the shower. Like soap on rinse it off and then put the de deodorant on right afterwards so the bacteria doesn't have a chance to colonize your armpits or yeah some kind of thing anyway so i did it i had it in the shower and i was using it like right after <laughs> and did it help no 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 it, if anything it was worse it was yeah it, it didn't don't work use out those well. no. yeah no, i think i think the key is to release a uh, a, a deodorant that is already smelling like body odor mm. so that you can claim it keeps on working. Goat urine. It's going to be our new... Oh my gosh, that's so bad smelling. Oh, <laughs> We can start peeing on our own heads like goats do. How do we that's get to only this? That's only the males. All right, well... So we're taking out the drugs, Nathan. Sorry, okay, drugs right. are not good. The free love, I'm going to say... Okay, love is good. I, Sex I think... is... We're gonna take out the fr the just sleeping around with anybody and everyone. It's yeah. free smiles, okay? free smiles, free smiles. Yeah, and the occasional free hug. Um, what else? Doom buggies. Mm -hmm. So the doom buggy. If you haven't noticed, we do have a nice cult dune buggy for sale on the website at, at the nice Please take a look at that. If you love doom buggies as much as we love them. Make an offer on it. Make an offer. Do we have a price? There's, there's going to be a price on it. Okay. That's the minimum price. <clears throat> well, the starting well, bid. You automatically will be a colonel. So the nice thing about the dune buggy, the nice cult dune buggy, is that you can take it with you to the nice place. When you arrive, it will be there with you. Yeah, it's the only dune buggy that is guaranteed to follow you to the nice place. It is. I think that's the good. The bad. Um. The... Murders? Murders, yeah, murders, murders I'm going to say, are bad, mostly. Yeah. Yeah. Junking up people's houses. Kind of just, I'd say freeloading. Freeloading, I think, is what they kind of did. They The ranch was almost freeloading. I think that's Cross a good thing, though. No, no, I think it's bad. I, I think if you have extra, like if you had, let's say you had a bunch of land and someone wanted to use it, how generous was it of Spawn the guy who owned that ranch, to lend it out to these hippies to live on. Oh, he was probably... Nathan, this what? feels like a hint to me right yeah, now. It does. <laughs> <laughs> and Don. Uh, that's um, harder to get to mine. Oh, well, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. I like to, like, lend, but how long before it's okay? Gunner, At this point... Gunner's from good New England stock. You know, the work hard and... You know, penny saved. I is am. A penny like, if I were there, like, the ranch would look awesome. Mm -hmm. it, it'd have, like, new fences. You do. It'd You're handy. Houses. You take care of Like, things. I'd start, like, yeah. building something, and I'd make, it would be awesome. Like, yep. it would, I would, I would make, I, I would earn my keep. So the more bad, uh, bad is the murders, trying to start a race war, trying to start a race war. Uh, prostitution, prostitution, definitely the heavy drug use, the light drug use is all right. The heavy yeah, I think so. Uh, uh, I think the, it's the way that they were using the drugs the and worst, they're manipulating yeah. people while they were, you know, using it and using it to do that. Yeah, I mean, he was Whatever. using his power to over these people to have them do his dirty work. 
the the worst thing I think and is is the mistake that most uh, a lot of cults make is trying to encourage your own prophecies toward the end of the world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's just rookie mistake. First of all, predicting the end of the world and and giving time dates, but then trying to encourage that along. It's like you know what the end of the world will get along. We'll get there. We'll get yeah. there just fine. By we ourselves. don't, we don't, we don't have to, to push yeah, that. We don't have to push the end of the world for it to happen. Yeah. Try to prevent the end of the world. Maybe that's a, good, a, yeah. a better thing. Maybe hmm. I think that's a mandate of the nice cult that we should give. You know, uh, things we nice cults are actively trying to prevent the end of the world, not encourage it. So one more bad thing before we before we go into what we're going to take on. I think it's the parenting his his mother and his father. No, that's not a cult practice. But... Yes, it is. Okay, but that's that's what led to the cult being bad because it would have been a great cult. No, (laughs) it did. It was formative in Charles Manson's life. Is you know the the situation he was in. I mean, some people rise above. Most people rise above their circumstances and what happened to them in childhood. But I mean, that would would he have been a different person if all of that happened? I would. I think so. I, I if it, if it was a better situation. Yeah, we we can't know for sure, but I'm sure it wouldn't have hurt for him to have you know a loving family. Yeah, it, it sure wouldn't have hurt. So, yeah. Should we get on to the culty? Building a cult, and now we take from what we learned this week and build our own cult, one belief at a time. What are we taking on? A doom buggy. I think yeah yeah we we, we took good. on the doom buggy. I think just having that as something we sell on our on our site, and then we've got the playlist music. Yeah, because because music's important for yeah, music. for the soul yes. and to feel good. You know, having a nice playlist. So we'll have that on our site. Is a, a Spotify playlist mm-hmm. of Ronaldo's favorite tunes. Nope. And we've had this up for a while, so you may have heard us talk about this in previous episodes of starting this. But um, the link is if you just go to our to the Nice Cult website, and then it will have a Spotify playlist on it. <laughs> I like I said, I I feel like this is a little bit different, seeing where his childhood come from, like with L. Ron Hubbard. Like he didn't have a bad childhood. He's just an asshole. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay. You haven't stated him yet, Gunner. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Never mind. I don't know about his childhood. Oh, speaking of, uh, Charles Manson started out with Scientology also. Did he? Yeah. My goodness, Scientology is like a birthplace for cults. We are, we're just throwing out there that we, have, we, we haven't finished talking about Scientology yet. You'll have your turn, Scientology. Yeah. We're coming for you. So is that it for uh, the Manson family? I think so. I yeah. think we're done. Again, there's more on this one than any other, but it, it kind of just all goes around in circles. You're going to see the same thing over and over and over again. We hope you had fun with us as we explored this week's cult. Join our adventure next week as we continue to build our cult one belief at a time. Until then, if you're going to join a cult, join the nice cult. Do 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 do
I don't know how we got to this. All right, so yeah. so let's get back to the the good things. So oh, so far we have I had a good pee story. <laughs> <laughs> a goat peed on you or a dog? No, no, I just had an accident in the bathroom last night. So oh, last night? <laughs> okay. Yeah, we can pause for this good pee story. So anyway, I'm sitting here and I'm playing with the phone and I start peeing. And I hear a funny sound, <laughs> and my pee has gone straight to the right. It's completely missing everything, and it's just like, what's going on? And so I point it in the right direction <laughs> after a bit of incredibility, and I take my hand off, and it goes, whoa, <laughs> again. And I was like, my penis is broken. <laughs> so anyway, I clean everything up, and I got in this morning, and I peed the right way, so I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was just folded funny or something, but I don't know. You know, sitting on the toilet, you always have to make sure, because if I don't, like, aim it at the beginning and make sure it's pointing in the right direction, then it's going to go maybe through the seat and on my clothes. And, like, I can't tell you how many times I've been like, hey, honey, usually go home. It's, Sorry. It usually is usually straight down. It's just not like, wow, to the right, just like, wing. You know, it's like, what the heck? What were you watching on your phone? <laughs> I think I was playing a game. That was a very erotic game. It, it was solitaire. Yeah, I get Randy. I get Randy a spade, so no, I understand. It's just like, wham! I, I it was weird. So, but I thought, am I broken? You know, but but nope. This morning worked out beautifully. So. Did it? Good. Yeah. That's good to hear. So the kinks got out. Since we're on a pee story, I have one story, guys. <laughs> okay. One. Nathan, did you have one you were going to share? No, mine's not a mine's not a pee story. Go ahead. Okay. So when I was younger, maybe uh, 10, 11, 10, 11, I used to always hold my pee till the last second. So I'm sitting there watching TV in my living room. Dancing around. That. Dancing around. And I'd be like, oh, I'm watching the show. And then I... Like, okay, it's to the point. I gotta run, so I start running towards, run, run towards the bathroom. Go through the kitchen, and I, halfway through, I'm like, I grab my penis, and I pull it out to get ready. I pull it out of my pants to get ready, and I'm clenching it. I'm like, ah, this is hurting, and like it hurts so bad that I can't open up the door. And I'm fumbling at it, and I hear this like giggling from the doorway. And our next door neighbors, the girls there are are standing there and they're just laughing. They're just laughing at me because I'm like, I'm jumping up and down with my penis in my hand, like running out. And then I just start screaming. I'm like, get over here and open this damn door. <laughs> and one of the girls runs in there laughing the whole way. Like it's the greatest thing. <laughs> and she opens up the door for me. <laughs> and I, I got, get made it in. But it was one of those times where you're like, you're peeing, but you you're holding it, and it's that like, really hurts. oh, it oh, hurts, hurts so yeah. bad. Okay, that wasn't Callie doing that, was it? No, no, she, no. She this w- was the Robins. Oh, okay. It was, uh, okay. it was Shannon Ryder. Okay. Charity Robins and Rose Robins. Oh, Rose Robins, okay. Yeah. Those Ryder kids. Those Ryder kids, yeah. yeah. It was, uh, it was, uh, and no wonder they didn't want to date me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Uh, they saw how unendowed I was. <laughs> oh boy. Other cults have scriptures. We have our pee stories. <laughs> I was in Venezuela, and 
um, I brought a bunch of candy with me and I just, I didn't like the food there at first and every opportunity I could, I just skipped out on meals, said I was sick and then went home and ate candy. It wasn't good. I, I ate some, some of their food there, but a lot of it I just wasn't used to. I had been raised mashed on, potatoes. on mashed potatoes anyway. So we get to this member's house this a member of of our church and i was serving a, a a religious mission in venezuela and my stomach started doing this gurgly sound and i had been to this place this house before and uh so i knew where the bathroom was and she, she was serving us some lunch and i'm like no i don't want any and she goes i made some for you and i'll feel bad if you don't if you don't eat some and i'm like I'm going to have to eat some of this stuff. And it was, it's, it was fish and the whole house smelled like fish. This, when I looked at the stuff, it just didn't look, it was like, I don't know, just tuna fishy brown. I don't know. It just wasn't attractive looking. And my stomach was already kind of upset and I was sick, like actually physically sick from eating candy every day instead of regular food. And I, I took a few bites and my stomach just automatically rejected it. And I run towards the bathroom and I knew right where the bathroom, where the toilet was. So I just opened the door and uh, projectile vomited <laughs> into the toilet. What, what I thought was a toilet, the lid was closed. <laughs> I thought someone was going to be sitting there. No, yeah, that would have been better. But uh, the door, the, the light was off. I had just opened the door and and it, and I couldn't stop. So I like did it like two times on the toilet seat. It was just splashing everywhere. And then I opened the toilet seat and I did it a bunch of times in the toilet. <laughs> My clothes, the toilet tub, the shower, all of the everything was just covered in vomit just everywhere. And then I'm like, what do I do? Because there wasn't a lot. She had like one towel in the bathroom and some toilet paper. I used every bit of toilet paper. I'm flushing it down. I use the towel. It's just destroyed. And the place just, there's still throw up everywhere. And I, I just do my best to, to clean it up. And uh, then I, uh, I get out of the bathroom and I'm just, also my clothes are gross. And then she's like, so how are you feeling? Everything good? I have some more fish for you if you want. <laughs> <laughs> like they didn't hear that. <laughs> I was gone for like forty-five minutes. Do 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 do